Welcome to another episode of Beyond the Silver Lining podcast. This is your host, Wendy Rosenthal, an intuitive healer and mindset coach for women, who is here to help you see the gift in disguise in the ups and downs in life so that you heal the mind, body, and spirit. Why? Because I know it is possible. Because I am not letting a cancer diagnosis stop me from living my best life. And I can teach you too how to break free from anxiety and overwhelm from a life-changing diagnosis or event so that you can remember your healing potential and create the life that you desire. Hello, my beautiful friends, and welcome to another episode in the podcast. Happy May. (laughs) How did it happen? How did it happen that now we are in May and halfway through the year? Oh my goodness, but I I really hope you're doing amazing. I was a little off last week from pretty much almost everywhere in social media or even having a podcast episode. Um, I just wasn't feeling that well. Um, and to the point that even showing up and or even not even in social media, but including being around my friends, I just wasn't feeling that well because I've gone through, um, I feel like a situation that happens to a lot of us in which we get disempowered. And that's what we will be talking about today. And, and to change it up today, we'll learn, I'll share my story, but also I'm going to give you a few tips in learning how to get your power back from a situation where you are either with a medical professional or getting your power back from a diagnosis, or in general, from any life-changing event or wake-up call, okay? So, uh, first I want to say thank you for being here and being so loyal and listening to the show whenever um, an episode comes up or whenever you are available. I really appreciate some of you guys reaching out and sharing your stories and also um, asking questions or giving suggestions for what to come next. And for those of you who do share your story, maybe in um, sometime in the near future, I'm going to compile a bunch of little tips. Obviously, everything is anonymous, but some of you guys have requested to ask questions based on your stories. Um, and I have a couple of people who even want to come up to the show. And I always say that out to you guys that if you ever feel called to be here on the show, talk about whatever it is that really you want to share, because one of the main things, um, the main purpose of the show and why I pretty much came out more vocal and sharing more about my experience and giving some tips based off the things that I've gone through is because I my goal is to really let people know that they are not alone in their own journey, in their own healing journey. And I feel that the more we speak up and the more we share our wins and especially our struggles, other people can resonate and feel that they're not alone and they can see you as someone they can you know, they can look up to because whether or not you are aware of this, there is someone out there who is looking out to you. Even if you feel at your lowest, even if you feel that 
you are in a place where life is just so unfair that things are not happening according to your plan and you think that oh my goodness what is what is this right like i'm just in this pit hole hold on a second <laughs> that noise that you hear in the background is my cat who is playing <laughs> or what i call he's doing his homework um so that's the noise that you hear just 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 in case you're wondering and so even if you feel like you're lowest remember that there's somebody out there who probably is even at a worse place than yours and maybe he's he or she is looking up to you um and trying to find some answers okay so we are always walking on our own path but at the same time we are the light we are a big is it begin not bacon, bacon, for other people's um, uh, guidance in their own journey, okay, so I just want to make sure that you understand and you know that, that um, that makes you very important in this community and in life, and someone who really is here to do great things and amazing things, and I'm very proud of all of you guys, all of you, so with this, um, I guess it's a proper introduction to today's topic because last week or so, um, since end of March, I've, um, and I know most of it is in my head, like on the outside, everything was fine. But it, again, if you've been following me for a while, or if you listen to the episodes here, you know that pretty much a lot of the things that we go through really starts in our head, our thoughts, our beliefs, the things that we think about ourselves, the things or how we, he, how we interpret life or a situation. So, um, and I'll tell you more in a bit, but um, and I didn't feel like showing up and I felt, and even I was kind of hiding and avoiding people around me, like my friends. And I knew that my friends were very supportive and that I knew that they will be very um, um, kind to make me feel good and make me feel like I'm not alone. But at the same time, um, because it had to do with my mom and every time I thought about this situation, it just would make me cry and I wouldn't even speak clearly of what it, or how I was feeling. And I think I thought it was even worse to try for me to try to explain things as I'm crying and trying to express myself that I just decided not to really. And actually... It's not like I was all by myself either, but I was reaching out to a couple of really trusted, good friends around me. Um, some of them were not available, but I didn't even bother of telling them, you know, hey, like I really need to talk to someone. But um, and I think that's just part of me or who I am or my composition. Right. And also, if you know me, I did talk a lot about eclipses, um, moon cycles, the astrology. And that is also who I am. I'm a more reserved person, um, very emotional, very um, highly sensitive. And then also realize that during this time that I'm feeling like, you know, crap, um, it was also eclipse season. So I don't know if you're into astrology, but um, apparently eclipse season is usually the time when a lot of things fall apart um, around us. Um, I mean, it, it really, I feel like it's more obvious to someone who is aware of it than someone who is not. 
Um, but anyway, I don't want to get into that right now. So hold on a second. Let me get, have a sip of my uh, water. By the way, oh my God, that's a lot of lemon in it. I'm having, um, I'm sharing this because some of, some of you guys asked me some of my morning routines. So I'll just share some of that here since I share most of the time in Instagram. Um, yes, some of you asked me if I do celery juice every single day. I do. I pretty much do my very best to do it every day. Maybe I skip a day or two just because I feel either lazy to because it's work, right? Or I don't have enough celery. But when I'm not, I drink lemon water or plain water. And um, that's what I'm doing right now. But later I'll have my celery. So I didn't realize this lemon was super lemony. Hold on. Uh, okay. <laughs> the things you got to do to take care of yourself and your body. Okay. So this is what happened. And this is why today's episode is really to to share and to teach you guys how to get your power back, especially from a diagnosis, from a moment or experience when you are dealing with a medical professional, which already I have a issue with um, because Western medicine, it is quite different and is very, I feel like in the society where we are or the Western society, right? We've gotten so used to always um, putting ourselves under someone else's um uh, perception and or thinking that in the, in this case doctors or medical professionals yes they are professionals they did go to school to study what they do now but sometimes we give our power away to them just because they have a title behind their name and we kind of break apart from ourselves or our intuition or our self-trust and I'll tell you why Okay, so this is what happened. And some of you guys do know, I think, because um, I did share on Instagram, uh, which again, by the way, we are not friends on Instagram. Let's let's follow each other. You can find me at well, Wendy for Wellness. And uh, there I do share a lot more stuff, more personal things on a daily basis. So you can look me up there. Okay, so um, some of you guys probably also know that I have my mom with me most of the time. Um, she is here a few months in a year and the rest of the time she is in Peru because um, she retired. So she obviously wants to live that kind of good life of traveling and enjoying the nice weather when it's super cold in here in the States. So she was in Peru this whole time, last year, um, end of last year until um, March. March, April, early April. Oh, what did I say? March, end of March before. I don't know. So she arrived halfway in April. And um, so, yeah, so she came. And here's the thing, guys. Just listen to this and don't, obviously, don't jump into conclusions or judge, I will say. Because when I've told some people about this, they're like, that's not a big deal. But again, my the person the kind of person who i am and especially dealing with um health conditions it kind of prone me to be a lot more sensitive okay so when she came back she had like a little pimple on her face okay but it was an infected pimple 
And I remember seeing it, or I remember the progression of it, even when she was in Peru, because we will always have video calls. So I will see it in our video calls. And then, uh, so, but it was kind of odd to me that, you know, like a 70 something year old woman will have a pimple on her face that will look, you know, like nasty pretty much. So she came down, she came back over here and it got worse. Like it looked bad. And, um, and I took her to the doctor and in my mind, I'm thinking, um, I think that's just an infected, you know, pimple that never came out. So, and I, and in advance, I will say, I'm sorry if I'm a little graphic, but I think it just is part of the story and needs to be said because I mean, why not sharing, um, uh, to know, at least for me, to know exactly what I'm talking about. So when you look at it, it was the size of a little bean, like a, a like I don't know, whatever black bean, on her face next to her nose, and it is scabbed. But you could see underneath the scab that it was there was pus and blood. Okay, so obviously that's infection and the scab rose, so the skin rose, so it really looked like a bean on her face. It wasn't flat, it was kind of like a big bump. She described that it was hard at the beginning and very painful and she did take antibiotics for a little while, but I guess it didn't work. So when I took her to the doctor um, and eventually to other mythologists, And here's the part that it just was a big red flag for me is that, and in my mind, again, I'm thinking this is nothing serious. It's just an infected, you know, wound that needs to be taken care of. And in fact, I did think what they need to do is cut it out and clean it because the infection is still in there. It's not coming off. It's not coming out at all. Actually, it did a little bit because she bled a little bit, but... I'm thinking they, need, they just need to clean this out. But the dermatologist comes in and right away I could feel this um, his attitude and the way he's standing or talking to us that I'm like, huh, I don't know if he kind of feels like one of those people that just don't listen and they're like, I'm the doctor. I know what I'm talking about. This is what's happening. And he took a look. Um, at it, just one look actually he got his I don't know magnifying glass or whatever looked at it and then sat down on his computer and right away said this is skin cancer and if you know also my story my health journey I was diagnosed with cancer 10 years ago and the way I was told I had cancer back then was exactly the same as how he said it this time my doctor at the time looked at a paper which was only a very summarized, very um, simple paper from which was a report from an X-ray. And again, an X-ray is not a; it is a type of di- um, it is a tool to help you understand what's going on, but it's not really the final um, technique to diagnose something. And my doctor said, "Oh, you got lymphoma." Which at the end of the day, that wasn't what it had. That was not that that uh, what that paper was about. That was about a tumor, benign tumor that I had. Eventually, yes, I did have lymphoma, but it wasn't related to what we were looking at in that paper. So the same thing this time. 
the doctor is like, oh, that's skin cancer. And like with certainty, you look at his face and he'll nod, you know, yes, saying, oh, yeah, like I know what that is. I've seen it before. And that is skin cancer. And obviously to someone who already is a cancer survivor, having the kind of a news was really shocking because obviously it's not what I was thinking or expecting to hear. Then also I'm worried for my mom. She's an elderly person. Thank goodness she's good as in not her pro- her problems, no issues like that because what if she had, you know, like high blood pressure, she was the kind of person who gets, you know, like for those kind of news, they can get a heart attack because I've seen it in my family. That's why I say that too. I've seen in elderly people in my family who they receive news like that, like shocking news and they eventually, not right away, but a little later they get some heart problem or whatever. And then he keeps looking at his computer and I'm like, no, no, no. You know, like, and I try to show him the pictures that I've taken progressively of what this thing was like before. And I'm like, this does not look like I, I also, I don't want to be the smart ass, but I do know a little bit of some types of cancer because that's the type of work that I do. I do work with oncologists as well. So it's not like a completely I completely don't know what skin cancer looks like. But again, I'm not super, you know, I'm not an expert. I didn't go to school to study and neither did he. He's only a dermatologist. He's not even a melanoma expert. And then that's what he said, actually. He said, and eventually he said, this could be a melanoma or this could be uh, an infection. But I've seen this before and this is skin cancer. And I'm like, hold on a second. So obviously part of my heart is kind of super cold and frozen and I don't know if you ever had any kind of experience with shocking news how that feels in your body and you feel this frozen sensation going down from the top of your head all the way down to your feet and it's awful and um so I told him and I think this is and I I will say I feel Proud, and I will tell you this also to you if you ever deal with this kind of situation stand for yourself do not be quiet because I feel that a lot of us stay quiet because we give our power away to people who we think are the professionals or the experts and they know a lot more than us and we kind of break off from following our intuition so I told him I don't think it's proper of you to say this without having a a proper um, diagnosis, a proper test. And the way you said it was pretty harsh and I don't appreciate that. And I told him that and I, and he just looked at me and looked down at his computer or his tablet, whatever he had, iPad. And, and I said, you don't know what it is yet. We haven't done a uh, biopsy of it. So I would appreciate if you don't say that now. If you don't say that yet or whatever, I don't know what else. And then I looked at my mom. She looked at me and she was obviously quiet because elderly people do that, right? Like they don't question. They just like nod and say yes. And and I said, I really think this is an infection because I've seen it before. Like I've seen it in the last previous days. And this is, I don't think this is skin cancer. And don't say that again. So he looked at me and he kind of nodded and said, 
um i've seen that that looks like it i'm like okay fine whatever i'm just not gonna talk to you now so then he said we need to take the um a tissue sample for a biopsy and then because then i asked him okay then what is the treatment um after the diagnosis he said maybe it needs to be removed in a surgery or we need to you know like treat it as a cancer i'm like oh what the fuck you know like why does he keep saying that and he walked away and um eventually wait like i don't know like five ten minutes later he came up that's the other thing too medical practices that keep you waiting forever i just have a thing and i know this is a typical thing here in the states because it is really like a business medical treatments or medical care is it is more as a business rather than them um taking care of your well-being and um obviously there's something wrong there like doctors should they should and and i tell you this because apparently this is an office where only he is the doctor he's the only doctor and they they were piling up patients when we were there there were other patients waiting in the waiting room and also waiting inside other um uh, examination rooms so and he was the only doctor there so i'm like oh, obviously they don't see a patient as a caring professional um i mean i don't know obviously i'm jumping into conclusions but that's the feeling that i get you know if they keep you waiting and waiting not caring about you or or your time even just because they want to cash you know a copay um but again i will say yes i'm jumping into conclusions but that's the feeling that i was getting here and that's the feeling that i have before with other practitioners that i just did not feel well and i had to leave them so he comes back later with what he needed to take the sample and again he was oh but this time he was more quiet and didn't respond in the same way like kind of snarky way like oh i know what i'm saying you know like i know i've seen this before i know you don't know kind of thing and um he was taking a sample and i think again he just wasn't listening to me because i told him that's very tender and there is infection underneath the skin there is pus and um blood and he thought it was a hard thing like a mole or something like that so he grabbed it kind of like to clean it out to, for to take the sample and as he did that obviously number one it was like super freaking painful that my mom had to scream and second he broke it off not the whole thing but like a part of the tissue that started bleeding and the thing that i said was in there was coming off and then he goes oh yeah i guess you were right this looks like a secondary infection because obviously the first one was when she was in peru and i'm like inside of my head i'm like mm-hmm, that's what i told you <laughs> why wouldn't you listen to someone who is not an expert doesn't have a medical degree <laughs> which kind of is like yeah they they won't listen right because you're not a doctor they won't listen to you but again here's another thing that i will share with you only even if you go to this professionals medical professionals you are still the best expert in your own health in how you feel how things are and if something inside of you but then again this is not i feel like this is not just with anyone this is if you really are connected to your intuition and you truly know what it is in your heart in your body in your soul that you are going through you should still stick to that and listen to it 
so so obviously he's like oh yeah like you were right probably this is a secondary infection but still this doesn't look good and and i'm like well now it, it looks even worse because you just kind of like you know like broke it and then it feels it looks yeah it looked worse than before anyway so he took a sample and then he was a little bit more quiet and just listened to me and then I because I said I really think this is an infection what else can she do about it and then he prescribed antibiotics and all that and said wait a couple of weeks for the results and we'll see you back I'm like okay so I think well that was the end of it in a sense but as you can tell as I said in the beginning, for someone who already had had a diagnosis, for someone who already knows what it's like to be diagnosed with cancer, and in this case for me, I think it was even worse because it's related to my mom. And in in my self reflection, because I had a whole week to think about it, because yesterday we got or the day before we got the results, um, which by the way it wasn't it wasn't cancer, it wasn't skin cancer, it was a um, bacterial infection and that form again because the infection never broke off it never came through and heals it created like a little I don't I forget what it's called like a cystic something underneath the skin and I'm like damn doctor he got me so worried and freaking out for a whole week um, about this issue and it wasn't necessary and only because the way he approached it in saying his what his examination was about in my opinion it was not the proper way of doing it or saying it if they don't have a confirmed diagnosis from a test from a, a legit legit what do you call <laughs> there's no word for it um from an actual and also from another expert because obviously he's only he only knows about skin but the pathologists people who do pathology which means those are the people who do diagnosis based on looking at the tissue whether the, it is like from the biopsy right whether it is doing some antibody staining or looking at the tissue in different types of staining to see what the cells look like and they compare healthy cells to us to let's say cancer cell or cells that are infected right so the pathologist is an expert in that and they will say oh no this looks like this or this looks like that i don't think he even can tell that that dermatologist so until doc so i feel like doctors in general and this is a thing that i have against many many practices here because i've seen it many times is that they jump into conclusions so ahead so so quick and ahead that the patient obviously starts creating this story in their heads just like I did and even more so when they've already gone through this before because he wasn't in at any in any right of saying anything like what he said in that attitude that he had before having clear conclusive results from the tests and <clears throat> and then when he did that it really took my power away because deep inside I knew and during this whole week I kept repeating the same story to myself actually many different stories but I was saying Wendy you know 
for the little things that you know, you know that this is no cancer. Like I will ask myself in my body, what is this? Like, do you really think it is cancer? And part of me is like, no, it is not. It doesn't look like it. You've seen the progression of it. You've seen what skin cancer looks like. And I even asked my expert friends who I work with and they are oncologists. Some of them were, yes, some of them were concerned because they did see only the, the last pictures of the what it looked like at the end but they didn't see so much the beginning of it and this all of this happened it progressed in less than a month and I'm like skin cancer doesn't happen that fast or doesn't show up that fast because yeah at the end cancer can start like many years ago but really it started coming up showing up you know like later on right and then um so one of the lessons that this whole thing taught me is that no matter how many times we're hit with a crisis, we're hit with a wake-up call, with um, this type of experience, if you hear a similar, in this case, a similar diagnosis, it will hit you in the same way as it did the first time. And I also realized that for me, it was more painful because it didn't have to do with me. It had to do with someone who I love the most, which is my mom. And I asked myself like would you react in the same way if it was about you let's say if they told you it is your diagnosis and part of me was feeling like no because I think that having an initial diagnosis of in this case cancer it makes me feel mm, somewhat accepting of other <laughs> negative things that could happen which is weird right it's like well if you it's almost like if you have it already in one like one type well I guess another one is like not big surprise kind of thing which is super weird I know but it's just the craziness of living with that diagnosis but when it has to do with someone who um is not me and in this case is my parent and then obviously what this did is is it opened up so many wounds from the past not just my original diagnosis but also all the things that I have not been able to do um, it made me reflect so much about how I was with my mom before, um, past wounds as in the feelings that I've, I've had towards her or towards other people that obviously made me feel self-aware and super guilty at the same time, because I know I have not been the best, um, daughter for her and, because of the the trauma and wounds that I had growing up that are not exactly directly that she had um she had been you know abusive or anything like that but again it is the stories that we all create since the day we were born based on the experiences that we have and so I will say you know like oh and to finish this so when they told me the diagnosis over the phone, I told the nurse who I saw that day of the, the day when we had the appointment. And I told her this whole thing that I'm telling you right now, how I felt and what I think about him. But obviously, in a, I'm not going to be rude, but I'm going to say my concerns. And I was asking her to voice them out for me to him or to the medical team or whoever. And I even asked, like, is there anybody who I can talk to? She did say she's going to get back to me. I'm still waiting two days, <laughs> but she's going to get back to me with some answers about it. And also because she needs to forward me the report of the biopsy. Here's the thing that I want to share, because I don't want to forget this as I'm saying it right now. 
um, about taking your power back. Yes, like speak up and don't be quiet. If you feel that something is not right, if you feel that they are um, stepping up and in a sense, putting you down, you or your feelings down, um, not listening to you or when they are jumping into conclusions so fast, so soon when probably deep inside inside of you, you know that um, it is too soon to say something. And I'll tell you this, why I feel that, <laughs> before I forget what I originally was going to tell you, um, I, I, Part of it was really painful for me to go through this whole week and thinking about all the worst things that could happen. Um, again, I think it's because I already went through this before. But if you looked at my mom, she was perfectly fine. She didn't think of anything. She didn't worry a thing. Uh, she was okay. She was just fine. And that really taught me also that maybe it's because she never went through a diagnosis herself, right? And also maybe it's because she's older and I guess older people sometimes are more accepting, who knows? But it really taught me that um, maybe she also was following her intuition. And she did say like, I knew there wasn't, it wasn't that serious, that it was just something that I needed to take care of with some medicine. But it taught me about just being in the moment and, and just having patience and having to um, trust that it will be fine, right? So she was a good reminder of that. No, but what I want what I really want to say with that, and I don't want to forget about this in getting your power back. And that is when you get any kind of exams, tests from a diagnosis, whatever it might be, even as simple as just getting blood work, I know a lot of medical teams or um, insurance companies or whoever is your medical group. I know that they have um, a portal um, in which you do create your own account or you already have one, uh, most likely, and you just have to make a login and password and you go in and check in your, your information, right? Like all your medical history, all the test results, all the reports, everything. And that is a good idea for you to have. So please keep in mind that you have access. It is your right to have access to any type of results, reports, that whatever it is that you are getting checked for. And if not, ask for it. And, I, and I'm telling you this because if I wouldn't have gone um, to my... It's been a while now. I think it's been like a year or two since every time my mom gets an appointment, I'm always going with her. And I really feel that once our parents get to a certain age, when they're a little older, we have to step up as kids, their children, and go with those to those appointments with them to ask questions, to be their voice, basically. Because elderly people, and my mom is not super old, she's only 71, and she's super you know, sharp in her head. But as a patient, I'm sure she can forget many things. And, and I guess, so like based on how we grew up, the generation maybe, or culturally, she comes from those group, the, that group that w won't say anything and will just be accepting like, okay, like if they give you medicine and you don't know what it is, you'll take it anyway because you trust the doctors. And it's, it's I mean, it's their right, right? Like they gain that right because they did study for it. So they're experts. 
But I always tell you guys, <clears throat> as your own health advocate, you got to know exactly what you are taking. You got to know exactly what you're putting in your body. What is this for? What is it going to do? Are there any other alternatives? Because I do feel that we can still heal some part of us in our health with other in other ways. <clears throat> so, um, and I bet you that if she went by herself, she wouldn't ask, she wouldn't have reacted the way I did. And she wouldn't ask for the test results. Because when I talked to the lady and I said, this is on the phone. And I said, can I have the report? The, I need to have the biopsy report. And she was actually surprised. She said, oh, really? She's like, do, what do you, why would you need that? And I'm like, because that belongs to my mom. <laughs> I mean, it has to do with her health. So it belongs to her. It has her name on the paper. And so the lady is like, oh, well, okay. Um, it is available in our portal, which by the way, medical, every doctor's office will have their own um account i guess that you can create or portal oh excuse me <sighs> okay <clears throat> or um you can have it transferred to your main insurance um medical group portal but if not request it and have them send it to you through an email which i'm still waiting for and i'm guessing because she said oh i'll send it to you right away right that's wednesday morning i'll send it to you right away and right after that is when i i voice my concerns and my complaint and then i wonder if she hasn't sent it because of me complaining <laughs> so i don't know but i'm gonna call them back today and ask for it again because that paper that document that says about your health it belongs to you so it is a good idea for you to have because there will be a point especially if your parent or maybe it is you i don't know how old you are but if let's say um an older person or even us, right? Me, I'm in my 40s. I better get all those papers together and put them, print them out, put it on paper because at some point in my life when I'm older, and the same for you, when you get older and your children are taking care of you, those are proofs of the thing, previous um, conditions that you had to deal with that is going to be very helpful for your later generation. Okay? So... And in general, it's always helpful to have those things around. So that's another way of getting your power back in speaking about it and asking what you need to have that it belongs to you. Um, some of the lessons that I learned, obviously, is that no matter how many times you're hit with a, a situation like this, like a diagnosis, um, having, to, having to hear a a result or whatever it might be like in this case having been diagnosed with cancer hearing it again it will just feel like the first time it will really feel like the first time and you will go through the same roller coaster that probably you might have gone through in the first time maybe this is not your case because maybe you're not you don't have a cancer diagnosis or anything but in general i'm telling you when you go through a trauma or, or crisis whatever it might be in any kind of variation is still the same it, it will still be the same because our body our emotions are in a way designed in that in that same way um and because it is it will always be a shock maybe you will know a little bit better how to deal with it if you've dealt with it before but the hitting point of um it's like that split second when your body completely fr freezes and 
you feel alone for for that short amount of time because that's how I felt again this past week and this whole week I lived exactly what I've lived 10 years ago when I was diagnosed even though I it wasn't for me it was for my mom but it was the same type of experience but at the same time what this taught me was that I got to really remind myself about the truth what really feels true to me and listening to my intuition and sticking with it not giving my power back which I know I did in that moment when I I, when and obviously he didn't know or he wasn't aware of it but the moment when he said his assumptions that this is skin cancer and I right away jumped into conclusions in my own head I played so many stories guys even to the point that I thought oh wow okay because I my mom she already had she has everything prepared like she already has her I don't know what you call it like she has already written down and um, planned how things are gonna go when that actually happens at some point and she's gone where her body is gonna rest and everything so in my head I know I was getting way ahead um and but in my head I played all the scenarios because of fear because I let fear get in the way I let fear um be the one who was ruling in my mind and not my heart and not my intuition I didn't let my intuition to really say what was true in the moment so and I'll t- I'll talk more about this because someone asked me how do you know when is your intuition and when is fear and there I think that there is a way to really find out what it is but maybe I'll tell you that in the next episode um so yeah so when you let fear in obviously you're going to go down a spiral of um of darkness of shadows and of you know uncertainty and more fear is going to come up more things are going to come up more ways of suffering will come up and but when you step up on and trust your intuition it, it feels different it really feels different so it also taught me about reminding myself you know how to really bounce back and i will say in the moments that I was hopeful, what I did was really reminding myself, okay, have you gone through this before? How how did you come back to being yourself again? And I will remind myself that. So I will tell you this tip, you know, it's like pick this up um, from this um, um, from this share that no matter how low you might be and how, how much you're struggling, always remind yourself of the times that you've succeeded, that you've bounced back, that you've... Um, came back from the ashes in a sense and that's really your evidence your validation that you've done it before in however way you did it and you can do it again and again and again this is reminding yourself of your own power that you can do it no matter what happens and um and obviously the biggest lesson is really uh, practicing self-trust and intuition as much as you can as much as possible 
with little things, the smallest things, because they do pile up and they make you really trust yourself a little bit more and more and more and more. Because even until the end, I will really talk myself into believing that this is nothing to worry about. And even if there was something to worry about, there is also the other side that um, you can still have a, um, a quality life even with which is exactly what I teach you guys about and this experience being in that fear and giving my power away to that fear what it also did is question myself because as a teacher as a healer as someone who is here sharing her story and sharing ways to trust yourself and heal yourself and even if there's craziness outside of you you can still have a beautiful life in that moment, I felt like none of that, you know, matter. Like I really allow myself um, subconsciously, I let myself get into that fear and not even believing what I said that I normally say to you guys and what I normally teach you. So obviously realizing this make me feel made me feel awful because I'm not believing myself, not trusting myself. And I question myself and my abilities and that's that's not a good thing either right it makes you really like self-doubt is one of the worst things too because it really brings you down makes you not have confidence it makes you not see your worth and in a way makes you feel small so just be aware of that guys and lastly what i want to say is that i've said it many times in the episode please really you have a right to speak up and voice your concerns speak up for yourself even if you have to stand up um in front of an expert and um obviously we are intimidated sometimes that's the way we grew up in just having to believe or subjecting ourselves to someone who has a little better knowledge than us in in which is true i mean like i said at the beginning doctors go to school for a reason right to become experts at something but when you do know deep in your heart that they have crossed a line that it's taking your power away that is making you feel differently and also when you do know that either this is not exactly a the type of diagnosis that you really feel or believe is happening in your life or in your body but also especially when he when they are um jumping into conclusions before having to do any type of testing i mean just looking at it you can say what it is come on okay so speak up stand up for yourself whatever it, it could be now i will say this too if you've gone through this if you are dealing with something like this or if you feel like this is pertaining to you because you are dealing with some sort of healing journey let's talk about it i want to help you out and how to really empower yourself a little bit more for the times that you need that support when you are dealing with the practitioners when you're dealing or even if it's not a medical thing but you're often feeling that when you are with someone and they whatever it is that they say or do it makes you feel um different about yourself it makes you question yourself it makes you just shut down let's talk in 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 we can talk about ways in helping you feel more confident and helping you stand up for yourself and speaking up because it is your right to speak up 
and to say what you have to say and to honor your feelings and your emotions. That's also the number one thing I feel is important. Honoring the way we feel and not just being quiet. Because being quiet, what it's going to do is going to not just make us uh, feel less or not as important or that we are helpless or feel alone. But also we are, by speaking out, we're teaching other people that they can't, they can't take our power away. They can't behave or react or respond in the way that they've been doing that may feel differently. Okay, so it's really part of our job to do that as well, to bring this self-awareness for us and awareness in other people. So that's it for today, guys. Thank you for being here. I love you all. I'll see you guys on the other side. And let me know what your thoughts are about this episode. You can find me on Instagram at wendy for wellness and let me know your questions, any concerns that you might have, any topics that you want to listen from me. If this is you, if this story resonates with you, especially um, if it is health related, because I really want to help you in this area because I feel I've seen a lot of this since I've ever since 10 years ago i've been in so many medical offices and dealing with doctors and seeing other patients as well especially in the cancer journey so i'm always here for you guys so i'll see you guys on the other side